Hello and welcome to the Third Paddle Podcast. I'm your host, Jen McFarland. Today we go old school. We bring back producer Liz from the old Jen and Twilight days, who is a content creator and good friend of mine and also a fellow podcaster. And today we're going to follow up the gratitude episode with probably the opposite word, which is the Oxford English Dictionary's word of the year, toxic. And it makes sense, right? Because right after Thanksgiving is Black Friday, one of the more toxic days of the year. And before we talk about that, we're going to lead in with some of the words that didn't make it as the word of the year because they are absolutely hilarious. All that and more here on The Third Paddle. Welcome to The Third Paddle Podcast, recorded at the Vandal Lounge in beautiful Southeast Portland, Oregon. Why The Third Paddle? Because even the most badass entrepreneurs get stuck up in business shit creek. Management consultant Jennifer McFarland is your third paddle, helping you get unstuck. So welcome back to the show. If you listen to the show from the very beginning, you know that we used to go a little more riffy and a little more fun in the beginning. We used to sit down here in the Vandal Lounge, which, hi, Liz. Hi. Is where we are right now. <laughs> we've had some burgers mm. and some salad, mm. and we've talked things out like... Don't forget the tater tots. Oh, yeah. No, of course. We had tater tots. I'm from Idaho. Potatoes. <laughs> I mean, really, my Idaho's showing. Mm. Mm. Haven't said that on the podcast for a while. <laughs> <laughs> looks, it looks good on you, though. It looks, it looks good, good on, on me. Yeah. 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 We're both mm-hmm. wearing our uh, World Domination Summit hats today. We yep, will. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm going flat bill, which if you don't wear baseball caps, that means that it has not been creased. It's totally new school. I'm usually an old school hat wearer with a <laughs> crease in the middle. We have posted a selfie of ourselves <laughs> on the Twitter feed. We look good. We look real good Good. at at Third Paddle. Also, it's on the Instagram at Third Paddle. So you can see Liz and I and all of our glory down here in the Vandal Lounge. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. I love the word of the year. I wait for it. I'm a total nerd. Mm -hmm. I love doing this. And I've been thinking about this word for a long time and how I wanted to talk about it. And then I sat down tonight to record it. And I decided I wanted it to be funny. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> and <laughs> and the reason for that is the word itself and everything that it stands for, I can either be super angry about it, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I have been for most of the year, mm-hmm. or we can have a little fun with it. Right. And I know that you love British humor as much as I do. Do I ever? I think you love it more than me, actually. <laughs> a little bit more, probably. <laughs> because it would be... Well, the, 50% of me is British, so I feel like 100% of me laughs a lot at British humor. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's math for you, folks. And well, one of my one of the funniest comedies ever to me is mm. Are You Being Served? Oh, so good. So good. So good. Ab Fab is what everybody goes to, but are you being no. served? Black Adder. <sighs> so good. So good. So when I read through, once again, the word of the year on the Oxford Living Dictionaries website. So not the dead one. Not the dead one. Got the it. The live one. Got it. Um, I was going through and I'm like, interesting. Oh, toxic. Interesting. Yes. Follow up to Thanksgiving. Makes sense. People roll over. The next thing they do, they go, they have turkey, they roll over, watch a parade, <laughs> have some football, and then go shop for TVs and fight a bunch of people, right? That's how yeah. this works. Yeah, Which, I, f- I, f- I, feel like the, I feel like the word shop is, is not the right word yeah, to be using. Yeah, it's more WWE, right? Yeah, <laughs> it really and is. I always watch it on TV and I'm like, people actually like do that and stuff? Like, what are they... What are you hoping to accomplish? And why are you buying six TVs and then getting into a fist fight in the parking lot? Oh, my God, man. I don't know. I don't get it. It's not my thing. And toxic seems to really fit it for me because, like, I don't know, after I eat, I like to sleep and sleep. Yeah. (laughs) I don't really I don't really need to go shopping at midnight to feel good about myself. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't I don't I don't I don't get it. But I'm also the person that doesn't. Um like all the Christmas stuff starting now either. So Oh no 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 no. Because it's not even Thanksgiving yet. No. So if you're listening to this in July, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. But it's not not quite Thanksgiving and uh all the Christmas stuff is out and people are ready to go. I've been getting the pre 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 Black Friday. Hmm. I've been seeing ads for like 
Black Friday, but we're open on Thanksgiving Day starting at 2 p.m. And I'm like, right. So which is not Black Friday. You're actually encroaching on Thanksgiving. <laughs> People should be getting the day off. <laughs> so I think the whole thing is toxic. Yeah. Um, and we're definitely going to talk about that. But <laughs> I would like to discuss the short list. <clears throat> um, that's the first thing I want to talk about. Some of these are funny and some of them aren't. Okay. So are we going to are we going to try to make funny the things that are not funny? Probably not. So okay. them, it's just really hard to Got make it. fun of them. So uh, if it's a serious, but there's thing, cool. there's you haven't heard all of them, but there is one for sure that we can <laughs> have some fun with. Is the one that I've told you. Um, but there wait. are there are eight words, and when I was going through them, I was like, oh, what's that? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so I clicked on the article, and we're going to go through it now, which <laughs> is the word of the year shortlist. And and by the way, folks, Jen has sprung these words on me. Like I have, I have not seen this list. I have no idea what these words are. You only know about one of them. I only know about one of them, but that's it's only because um, we. Well, I'll tell you later when we talk about the word. When we talk about the word, yeah, we're not going to do that word first because no, 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 no. We need to build up to that one a little bit. That's we can't just we can't just put that in your face right away. I think you'll understand what we're saying when we get to <laughs> when the we word. get to the word. Oh, okay, God. so the first word is cakeism. 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 Like C A K E I S M. Cakeism. Primarily a word used in the UK. Cakeism is a belief mm. that it is possible to enjoy or take advantage of both two desirable but mutually exclusive alternatives at once. So have your cake and eat it too. Correct. Is now an ism. Is now an ism. Cakeism. I, I like. I, I kind of like, like this one. Yeah. 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 Um, so do you know where it came from? Have you heard this word before? I have not heard this word before. This is new to me. I really love it though, but it's it's an ism. So that means it's a noun. So like, how do you even use it? Like, that's a cakeism? Like, that that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. Yeah. So let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you where it came from. Okay. Okay. As you know, there's a thing called Brexit. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, for those of you who maybe don't know, it means England wants to leave the EU. British exit. British exit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in the discussions, um, there became a rallying cry for the pro-Brexit faction of the British government after the EU referendum. What they want is basically all the benefits of the EU, Mm. but to not be part of it. Mm. So when the conservative MPs was leaving Downing Street in November 2016, one of the notes read, what's the model? Have cake and eat it. Ah, yes. And from there came... Cakeism. Cakeism. I like it because that makes sense. If it's a political thing, it's got to be an ism, right? It's like a, a theory. It's a philosophy. I, I, I like know, it. but I would feel much better if it was like, Sir Edmund Cake. <laughs> why is he an Edmund? <laughs> I don't know. Why, why can't he be like a Harold? Oh. Sir Her- Harold Cake. Harry Cake. Harry Cake. <laughs> right? That's super cute. <laughs> that is super cute. Harry Cake. But it's not after a person. It's after actual cake. Right. Like, having your cake and eating it too. So, Which I've never really understood because, <laughs> let me, let's be honest here. I've never had a cake and not eaten it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that doesn't like, make any sense. For me, to it's me. not two things. It's like, oh, I get cake. Okay, I'm eating it. I'm eating it. Like that's not like yeah. separate. No, I and agree. And it's actually cruel if it's separate. I agree. Although uh maybe uh you could have a cake that looks like you. Would you want to eat a cake that looks like you? Um, is it tasty? Fair. Okay, that's fair. If it's a tasty cake, you're gonna be eating it. I don't doesn't, care what it looks. It doesn't like. matter if it's I mean, like okay, other okay, okay. Face. There might be some cake soon, <laughs> but I, you know, for the most part, yeah, I'm gonna eat the cake. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I like. I like also that um, uh, for British people to use the word cakeism. That's so that whole have your cake and eat it too is basically like, can you pay me like a year's salary, but like I'm not gonna do any work. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, like from Fight Club. <laughs> yes. When he like beats himself up and then, you know. <laughs> dude, yeah, the, dude uh, the first rule. The first rule, Jen. Oh, wait. I talked about it. Damn it. So in case you haven't noticed, we're not really talking about business much today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can't be business all the time. No. <laughs> this is the party in the back. You know how a mullet is like business in the front and party in the back. 
<laughs> You're getting to see the B side of Jen right now. <laughs> um, so another use of cakeism is okay. climate cakeism. Oh no! Right. What? <laughs> climate cakeism. Climate like the desire to tackle climate risks while continuing to invest in carbon carbon intensive assets. So like, I really, really, really want an Audi, and I'm going to drive it all over the place. But hashtag recycle. With my recycle <laughs> on the back. Yeah. So ah. it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So on to uh, <laughs> bigger and better things. Um, let's, let's do another one that's kind of funny. Mm. Uh, the next one is gammon. Oh, gammon. G-A-M-M-O-N? Yes. So, uh, okay. I speak other languages and there's a there's a not English person in my head saying that means like ham. Oh, yeah. Like, like pork products. And, yeah, yeah. It, that would be true. However, gammon, <laughs> typically used in the UK as a derogatory term for an older middle-class white man whose face becomes flushed due to the anger when expressing political, typically right-wing opinions. Okay, so his face just looks like a slice of ham. Yes. Okay, there it is. An absolute I'm bringing it back around. I like it. So as you can imagine, anyway. gammon is a derogatory term. Right. <laughs> Why shouldn't we have derogatory terms for old white men? I, I'm just... Yes, yes please. I'm just saying, like, it's, you know, that's fair play, what, dude. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, linguistically, the development of gammon has been of particular interest um, for its use in accountable form, like a gammon. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, which is unusual to see in the original literal meaning of an emerging sense. I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, um, but so basically the word has evolved is the yeah, easy but, way of saying that's that. That's the easy way of saying that. It's, it's so British. <laughs> to put more I, words in? I, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <clears throat> so I think that um, on the on the page for the show notes, I'm going to have to post some of the signage from when I went to London last year <laughs> because like, I can't rem- remember what the sign said for yield. But it was like three words. Yeah. You know, um, and I was like, are you kidding me right now? I would not be yielding. I would just be driving by that, you know? Yeah. It's not even something Um, like merge. It's something else. I I know what you're saying. You know, and then there's mind the gap, which is really cool. Um, But my favorite one is this picture in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Making me laugh so hard. And I think I sent that to you last year, but it was like, it was like, whilst taking a shower, (laughs) One must put the shower curtain inside of the tub so as not to get water on the outside. <laughs> and like, this is all in like print in the shower. And I, I remember like, you know, I wear contacts. I don't think I had them in and I was like squinting super close to the tile. And I'm like, are you kidding me with this right now? I, then, it's so British to say one must. Like, not you. Yeah. Don't ever point your finger via words at the person that you're talking to. No, no, no. <laughs> I just love the use of the word whilst. Yes. Because we don't say that no. in this country. Whilst showering in your tub, one must keep the water inside at all times. Dang it, I cannot talk like that. So the next word, mm. we're going to move on. It's kind of more serious. Okay. But uh, it is tech lash. Ooh. Can I guess? You can guess. What this means. So tech, obviously, technology, and lash as in like backlash. So tech lash, or maybe it's like whiplash. So tech lash is sort of like, there's a new app. Oh my God, there's a new app. What? Huh? There's a new app. What? So you're sort of, you literally have whiplash by how much technology changes Actually, you had it right the first time. Oh, backlash? Okay. Which is a strong and widespread Negative reaction to the growing power and influence of large technology mm. companies, uh, particularly those based in Silicon Valley. So the Google and the Facebook. And the Google and the Facebook machines. And the Apple and the, okay. Yeah. So it is literally technology plus backlash tech equals lash. tech lash. A lot of it has to do with just this, this growing sense of power and yeah. it's like a black box. Like nobody yeah. knows how to... Um, get into Facebook and then there's mm-hmm. this huge data breach basically of mm-hmm. you know all of that information plus the Russia yep. um, interference the in the election mm-hmm. and then um, non-compliance with 
um, GDPR, which yep. is now a thing. That's so a thing. that is the General Data Protection Regulation. It means that back in May, everybody got like a billion emails asking people to subscribe again to all of the newsletters, which I hope you didn't do. And just to make people mad. Um, and, but they, they haven't really been good about complying and they just pay, yeah. you know, the, the fees and stuff. So yeah. Uh, there is a lot of backlash, um, issues with data privacy, holes in Facebook in particular. Mm -hmm. So like, don't take quizzes and stuff like you're just giving nope. people information about you. Yep. Um, and all of that has amounted to tech lash, which I mm -hmm. kind of like. Uh, okay. So I feel like we can talk about this one next because I feel like I just recently experienced this word. <laughs> uh oh, the word is over tourism. Oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> An excessive number of tourists visit a popular destination or attraction, resulting in damage to the local environment mm -hmm. and historical sites and a poorer quality of life for residents. Mm -hmm. So where I believe that I experienced this is Venice, Italy. Mm -hmm. For sure. They're having problems getting people to even live in Venice. Mm -hmm. Now, it's almost like visiting an amusement park. Aren't they like paying people to move? They are paying there? people to move there. Yeah. And... Uh, as we were leaving Venice, it flooded like two days after we were gone. They were building all these platforms and we were confused about what these platforms were for. Mm -hmm. And then we saw news articles of the platforms being washed over, yeah. <laughs> you know, and people walking on them and all the hip waders and stuff. Uh, so eventually Venice will probably be gone. Yeah. It'll just be underwater, which is sad because it's so rich in history and... At the same time, it is so over-touristed. It's yep. ridiculous. I actually didn't enjoy it that much because it was wall-to-wall -wall humans, and yep. I don't do well with that. Yeah. Uh, I also have traveled quite a bit, and mm -hmm. I think that there are some other places that if you want to get to them, you need to get to them because I believe they're either going to shut them down mm -hmm. or limit them severely like mm -hmm. Machu Picchu. Definitely Machu Picchu. That was on my brain. Um, it, yep. It's heavily protected. It was gorgeous. It was one of the most magical, beautiful places I have ever been. I hiked to the top mm. at sunrise mm. and sat up there with my husband and we watched the mist kind of clear away mm. and, you know, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when it wasn't six in the morning, <laughs> busload after busload yeah. of humans came yeah. and they're crawling all over everything because it's not... Yeah. There's no gates or fences or anything. Yeah. So that's over tourism. Bad. I, I'm I'm immediately thinking of Amazon River cruises or just anything to do with the Amazon River basin. That's if if it's not already over touristed. Uh, it's getting uh, there. It's getting there. And and to be honest, um, you know, who knows how long the majority of the Amazon rainforest and, and river basin will even be, you know, accessible as it currently is to be seen as, as it currently is. So, okay. Now we've had two serious ones. So you ready for another one? That's not maybe as serious. Mm, yes, please. Okay. So, um, the next word is orbiting. Ooh, orbiting. Is this like an extension of helicopter parenting? No. Is it, uh, is it a sexual term? <laughs> no, <laughs> I please do not expound on that. I do not know. <laughs> I don't want to know what um, that is. Is it is it drug related? <laughs> no, it oh. is the action of abruptly withdrawing from direct communication with someone while still monitoring and sometimes responding to their activity on social media. Yes, that makes so much sense. So not yeah. quite ghosting. Ghosting is literally like I'm no, you're, right. I'm done. But orbiting is like, oh, that's so great for her. Like. Yeah. Four months go by. <laughs> like and comment on posts, watch stories on apps such as Instagram and Snapchat, or generally maintain an online presence in the subject's life without any promise of meaningful interaction. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. I can admit to orbiting. Um, and it's also what happens when uh, people are in a relationship and it ends abruptly. People orbit sure. each other. So. I don't know if you have anything funny to say about that, but it's something that happens. It's well, kinda... if I think about orbits, then I think about planets. And then, of course, the funniest planet name is Uranus. So how old are we? I don't know. <laughs> I still laugh at that. And I'm like, <laughs> every time, every time. 
I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so the next word, honestly, I thought would be the word of the year. Yeah. And I saw this on here. Okay. And um, it's gaslighting. Oh, yeah. And this, that makes sense. I thought it would be number one. Yeah. So I, I believe this is actually the second place word. Sure. Is gaslighting. The action of manipul- manipulating someone by psychological means into accepting a false depiction of reality or doubting their own sanity. Dear God, if that's, if you, I mean, the fact that you thought that that might be the word of the year and that it's the, the second, it's the runner up basically. <laughs> right. Second place. Like what, what kind of world are we living in right now? That's um, so depressing. <laughs> one where <sighs> people, including the highest elected official in the United States shout fake news at people and ban uh, news outlets from the press room. I, it's, it's surreal. Yeah. You know, the, uh, we keep, I, we keep using that word to describe it, but there's no real other word that we can use to describe the feeling of like, I'm living my life. And then somebody telling me, that's not real. Like a part of my life or or what I spend my time on is not real. Right. That's a mind fuck. Well, the interesting thing about Which is it, the point. So <laughs> my my friend and colleague uh, Allison Kinnear, who was on the show a couple of episodes ago, whoop, whoop. she uh, well I'll put a po- put a link in the show notes to her gaslighting mm-hmm. late night snack, mm-hmm. and she talks about it in great detail and how uh, sometimes people do, sometimes people are gaslighting and they don't even know they're gaslighting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I wonder if that's really what is going on to an extent. Like, I don't know that people are intentionally doing it. It's gotten so outlandish that it's just over the top. So I I just don't know that people are aware that it's, that, that 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 it's a thing and they're doing it. Um, Sure. But uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I really thought that that would be that would be the number one word. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about it besides it just being really depressing. I think maybe maybe not right now, but uh, homework uh, hashtag homework assignment for me would be to look up like where that word came from, why gaslight in particular, um, you know why? Because we haven't used gaslight for century for decades so it says gaslighting is not a new word yeah but comes from the 1938 play gaslight by patrick hamilton made famous uh by the subsequent oscar-winning 1944 film of the same title starring ingrid bergman in which a man manipulates his wife into believing that she is going insane the title from which the concept takes its name is a reference to the husband's insistence that the woman is imagining the gas lights brightening and dimming mm-hmm. when in reality, this is part of his machinations. Okay. Machinations. Yeah. yeah. So he's, so they're, it's they're, a, it's a deliberate manipulation, but, but it's in reference to a gas light that is used in, a in movie. the, in the plot of that, of that movie. play and movie. It's also the name of it. Yeah. Gaslight. So, uh yeah crazy and it's kind of the world we live in uh it also came about in the uk since i mean so the oxford dictionary is sure. british it's so british. obviously yes, yes. um it also has to do with the me too movement um discussions on campus culture at universities mm-hmm. uh i've read things also that are gaslighting about that particular issue as well stating that uh, women, the the rape statistics are inaccurate, right, and and that sort of thing. So, which is like a double uh, whammy. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so we are almost to the big word. Okay, we have one more. Okay. Um, I this is not. This is not a funny one. Um, and I did not know this word. This is the only word I didn't know what it, what it was about. Okay. So, um, it's insul. Oh, yeah. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, so this came about to my to my awareness this year after uh, somebody in the news tried to 
murder or rape or maim a woman or so like they were blamed and they basically an incel is some is a man who you know a male person who uh desires female contact and yet <laughs> they are rebuffed repeatedly and based on these rejections or rebuffs they uh grow resentment and hatred and and become violent uh they want to do violent things towards women is That's how true. i understand it and uh it didn't start off that way though this is actually Ooh. pretty interesting stuff so it stands for involuntarily uh celibate yes okay and it actually started in uh 1997 wow somebody started a website called alana's involuntary celibacy project and it was just a place where people could go and talk about how hard it is to date yeah and and be involuntarily celibate yeah and like so many things the the forum became so large that it became just unruly and out of control sure. and it became you know something much different from how it had started sure um so it went from like um like involuntarily celibate to this like forced celibacy of withholding sex and demonization of women uh which has resulted in numerous crimes actually mm -hmm. against women uh where you know there's killing sprees of like mm -hmm. 10 people wounding 14 people there was the uh alec i can't say his last name missian who drove a van into a pedestrians in yeah, Toronto. That was the one I think that yeah. I saw. And then the there news. was somebody else named Elliot Roger who um, killed a bunch of people and then killed himself yep. as well. Uh, so it's a very sad thing. And this Alana, which is not that person's real name, uh, actually had to shut down everything and then started a new project um, based on love because mm. you know that's really what the whole thing was about and yeah. so has started something else about love and anger to try and help people curb that anger yeah around involuntary celibacy uh because it's such a problem yeah i think there's um i think there's so much about um sexual culture that's that varies all over the world and and i think you know the the sort of subgroups <laughs> of sexual culture like <laughs> incels i mean it's it's um it's upsetting to see that that it's evolved into something that where where somebody commits violence or or instill like wants to instill hate uh, against women in in others but um <clears throat> but you know this is f at least in in my opinion another iteration of um american sexual culture uh, it, yeah i don't Western find it culture. it's not yeah. altogether surprising given yeah all of the pressures and the media and mm -hmm. all of these celebrities and everything that makes everything so sexualized and what mm -hmm. you quote should be doing and then beyond that like you need to be married by a certain age and this yep. and that and what's normal and what's normal mm -hmm. and why are you still a virgin mm -hmm. and all of these things? And Oh my God, you haven't had sex in how long? Right. Yeah. You get and judged for it. It's sure. Not, it's not unsurprising that people would turn to anger and violence, but mm -hmm. it saddens me because everybody has a right to develop and love and be at their own pace. Yep. And there's no reason for people to turn to violence except that they're unsupported. Yes. And, and, and not everybody has the ability to look at things from backing it up yeah. and realizing that everybody's different from and a more holistic perspective. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, there's just so much pressure on people mm -hmm. and it feels so real and so frustrating and, mm -hmm. and it doesn't justify it at all. Nope. It just means that we spend so much time as a society living in absolutes. Mm. And when you do yeah. that, then it gets more and more extreme. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people can't talk about the issues because 
Mm-hmm. There's it's so polarizing. Yes. And then you find things like this, which is also very polarizing. Mm-hmm. You know, you won't have sex with me. I hate you. I'm going to go kill a bunch of people who look like you yep. and you. And it has a lot to do with just this way that we're driving everybody apart instead of together. Yep. I agree. And I hope that we can be together more in the future. Come together right now so (laughs) before we talk about toxic okay um now we are at the word that i texted you because i was (laughs) like oh my god okay and backstory we backstory we text each other this often but didn't know that it was a thing didn't know it was a word i feel like (laughs) look just because i text you an eggplant (laughs) emoji and when you came before you came back from Italy, I asked for Italian eggplants. I'm just letting the world know that she she provided. I did. <laughs> um, but that does not mean that I was talking about BDE because oh. it actually has a short. Shut short up. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. That's awesome. <laughs> BDE, uh, a.k.a. Big Dick Energy, <laughs> which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I've been married for 20 years. I don't even know. I've not been married for 20 years. I, I didn't know this. I didn't had, know. Like made it into the lexicon. Thank well, you, you, and, and, thank and, you, England. And yeah, thanks, England. And technically, uh, it's a phrase, right? Those are That's three words as BDE, as like, you know, as a, as a thing. So what does it even mean? Like, uh, it like, means an attitude yeah. of understated and casual confidence. Oh, yes. That makes so Doesn't much that make sense. So much sense. The U- so. this the UK would totally come up with this. This makes so much sense because if you need, we all know the opposite of this, which is I drive a fancy fast sports car. I wear flashy amazing things and I need people to notice me. I must have a small penis. Right? That's the opposite. That's the opposite. Of big or like dick the energy. big truck. The big yes. truck giant gas guzzler truck with that your huge tires and showboating yes yeah you get kind of the opposite of big dick energy uh so it is um interesting because they say that it is in some ways the opposite of toxic masculinity yes that makes sense which it makes sense and but where it came from is actually uh Ariana Grande. <laughs> so it's not even like British, right? She's not British, is she? Uh, no. Okay. She's Thank from you. I was Florida like... slash Jersey. <laughs> okay. So uh, she was appearing to comment on the physical endowment of her then fiance, comedian Pete, Pete Davidson. Yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson is six foot three with dark circles, exudes big dick energy, <laughs> looks evil, but apparently is an angel oh, God. and loves his girl publicly the only wrong thing with him is he's a Scorpio. But anyway, wait, did she I'd marry say him that? within a month? Um, it's this is an article that was written about big yeah. dick energy. Got yep. it. Okay. Yep. No, that's uh, one oh, of the God. <laughs> so yeah. okay. So it was a comment that Ariana Grande made. Got it on Twitter. That's Got now it. been deleted. So uh, apparently. Like that gets used and then it just went like just viral, right? As it, as it should. As it, it should. Is, it is it's, big dick energy. Hello. But it's not even a hashtag. Like, I mean, it's just so funny that things like that would just get like. Well, we need to start know. that shit. <laughs> Look, we hashtag get on it. BDE. Hashtag BDE. Another Twitter user used it to eulogize um, Anthony Bourdain when he died. Oh, no. Um, saying that he was a possess- possessor of big dick energy. Which I can see, right? Yeah. Like, can't can't you see him as like the opposite of toxic masculinity? Yes, and as somebody who's just a dude, like a genuine, versatile, learned man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But none of those words won. No, they did not. The word of the year is toxic. Toxic. Totally. <laughs> so ick. So ick. Uh, it comes from the Latin toxicum, meaning poison. And it's 
poisonous. I mean, that's what it's defined as. So the... Shut up. (laughs) What? I can't sing Toxic by Britney Spears. I don't even know what that was. It was a song. I've heard that song, but I did not recognize what you were doing. (laughs) You recognize that as a song. (laughs) Well, I didn't want to like straight up sing into the microphone and cut you off and interrupt you. Okay, so what they talk about are the top 10 ways the toxic was... So what they do to come up with the word of the year is um, they look at like the rise in the number of times that it's looked up, um, how it's been used, um, its context, both literal and metaphorical, and then they do the all the different ways that it's habitually used. Right. Right. So uh, toxic has, has a lot of ways that it's been used that... Um, you typically would uh, expect, right? Like toxic air, toxic algae, toxic waste, uh, toxic environment, toxic gas, toxic chemicals, toxic summit substance, and then the top one is toxic chemical. Oh, okay. Um, but the ones that are kind of interesting are toxic culture, mm-hmm. toxic relationship, mm-hmm. and toxic masculinity. Ooh, honey. And toxic masculinity is number two. Toxic relationship uh, is number one. Chemical. Oh, toxic chemicals chemical. and then masculinity. Yeah. yeah. Let's dissect that for a minute now, <laughs> shall we? Um. Well, it's because there are a lot of toxic spills that happen. Sure. And there's a lot of things like toxic waste. And it. I mean, that's in the lexicon all the time. It just seems to me that the toxic masculinity is probably not like that's a I think there are more people writing about toxic masculinity there there are more people putting it into the lexography like there there's there's more in our lexicon now about toxic masculinity because we're seeing examples of it everywhere it's not it's not just this one friend that everybody has like it, it, people, celebrities, politicians, um, CEOs, like there's, there are lots of examples of toxic masculinity. And so I think people are talking about it more as they should, you know? Yeah. I think that one of the greatest things that's happened, um, over the last, you know, getting back to tech lash, you know, <laughs> right. Like one of the best things that's happened is, that we have phones with mm-hmm. recorders and mm-hmm. video and you know photos and all kinds of things and so you just can't get away with it anymore no you can't have the casting couch anymore you mm-hmm. can't have the you can't be the douchey guy at the bar that does all kinds of stuff cuz somebody's going to record it yep just like somebody's going to record it if you say a bunch of racist stuff yep it, it sh- or you're a cop and you're beating the crap out of a person of color, like yep. it should be recorded. And mm-hmm. people ask, why is there such a rise in this? And it's like, because people aren't afraid to talk about it anymore. Yeah. And I, that's exactly and that's right. Absolutely. What that's about toxic yep. masculinity. Um, you know, the rise in hearing about, you know, violence against women mm-hmm. and people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why incel would be one of the words, yep. it's all because people are, not afraid to talk about things anymore. So yep. in a way, it's good. It's good we're talking about toxic masculinity. It's yep. good because it means the Me Too movement is working and people are beginning to see that people like Harvey Weinstein and Brett Kavanaugh and Bill Cosby, that that this behavior um, isn't always going to be rewarded. And unfortunately, sometimes it still is. Yep. Because we still live in a society where people think that you need to be able to prove sexual assault 20 years later, Mm -hmm. even though everybody knows there's no evidence. It's like if you told Brett Kavanaugh, you need to prove that it didn't happen. Yeah. He can't do it either. Nope. And but his toxic masculinity was actually when he got so angry yes. in, in his own defense. In his, he, is, had, yeah. he had the opportunity for some big dick energy. He, ha- he did. He did. And he, he really chose, did. And he, and he chose to go down the to- toxic masculinity path yep. and pound his fists on the table and, and be, I thought, very unjudge-like yes. uh, in, his, in his own defense. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And if you if you hark back to 1991 when Clarence Thomas was being uh, confirmed, very different. Very very different. Oh, well, yes, but with the same outcome. Agreed. But I just mean like the amount of people who watched it was probably about the same. But like it's a very different conversation that we're having now as a culture when Anita Hill said, I'm sorry, I need to say something. Um, she again, dude, they're both professors. What? Right. What <laughs> is up with that for one? But um, uh, yeah, no, she she you know, it ruined her life and that is still happening to Christine Blasey Ford. And yet um, we got to see toxic masculinity at its utmost in a way versus Clarence Thomas, who was so buttoned up and never let anything go and just kept it tight, you know, didn't say anything out of order. We um, did not get emotional. That's true. I, th- I do think that uh, Brett Kavanaugh, we saw, on display his privilege yes entitlement that's that's really what that was it was his entitlement yeah and he has never really been called into question before was the feeling that i felt and how he uh he just felt the whole thing was so ridiculous you could tell that and he was completely Mm -hmm. un um yeah, he just he he couldn't contain himself. No. And I I think um at that point when when anybody in any uh sense of a power you know, any sense of authority figure um when anybody in authority reacts that way to any sort of critical question or feedback or whatever uh, when they when they come back at you with that's absolutely ridiculous. Or why in, why in God's name would you ask me such a such a low baseless question or whatever? Like then it makes you wonder, right? It makes you wonder. People that can't handle that um, type of it's not an attack. It's just a question. <laughs> it's out of it's out of wanting to know what the facts are, right? But but getting back specifically to toxic masculinity, I think, um, you know, it's it's really easy. It's a very easy narrative to say that that men are being attacked. But, you know, men have been in power positions for literally centuries (laughs) on Earth. That's called the patriarchy. It's called the patriarchy. (laughs) And. Uh, there's a difference. Let's just make this really clear and simple. There's a difference between a system called the patriarchy and an individual person who is male. People who are male or, or you know, um, uh, think of themselves as male um, are not being attacked individually or should not be attacked individually. It's about the system itself. It's about the suppression of others who are not male. That's well, what, that's what should be disrupted. That's what should be. That's true. I, toxic masculinity is a byproduct yes. of a system that benefits some and not all. Yep. And so you get that entitlement and the toxic behavior comes out of not having your expectations met. Like gaslighting. Right. In self. <laughs> right. I mean, a lot of this is, is yep. uh, very interrelated when you can look back at it, yep. you know cakeism in a way when you mm, want it all you want it all you but want you know, it all you don't want to do the hard stuff you want to do the hard stuff, stuff. Yeah. i will say and 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 so and i know we're talking a lot about this but it's the big word of the year but um there are uh men out there flawed as they are like justin baldoni who are having conversations about what it means to be a man um and and helping to redefine um sexual culture rape culture um, you know, being able to look at tox- are the, the sort of toxic masculine practices in play and combating them and, and like how can men get together and actually have conversations around that so that they can understand if, you know, like you were saying before, if people don't know that they're gaslighting, but they're doing it anyway, pe- people who live in the patriarchy and, and uh, benefit from the patriarchy 
should be looking at that too. And, and I think people like Justin Baldoni are doing really good stuff. They're having the conversations, um, that need to really be had that need to be deeper and, and more pervasive. Absolutely. And we need allies to talk about things like that to help us in, um, you know, male, female, Mm -hmm. and non-binary. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to be able to have those conversations and then also it works that way with race as well. Yes. So our, you know, both of us are white Yes. and we need to be allies with, for people of color, with people of color, for people of color and communicate and educate within our own cohort. Mm -hmm. And what that means is instead of asking people who are people of color to help us out and explain, we need to start taking that responsibility on ourselves to um, talk to other people who are white and explain what their privilege looks like. To call them out when they do something. To call them out when they do something. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, there is such a thing as white fragility. So we have to do it with kindness because <laughs> people don't get it. Um, and I understand that it's an education process, but we need to begin to have those conversations mm-hmm. um, just like um, men need to be talking about yes. toxic mascul- masculinity. Um, all white people need to start having those hard conversations instead of just recoiling and feeling guilt. You know, that doesn't help anything um, actually talking about it. Um, and, and trying to understand it Mm -hmm. is very helpful and, and beginning to recognize and see things like privilege, um, are very helpful. I think, uh, I think that's how progress gets made. I do too. Um, and that's how we begin to escape things like toxic masculinity is by having the men talk about it and go, wow, that is, that just really doesn't work. (laughs) And not just for me, but for like all of these other people, all these other people. Wow. Yeah, that's not something that we need to do. And and when we begin to work through things like that together, um, then the toxic relationships and toxic culture, all of these things begin to mend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got nothing? I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I, that's a brilliant and lovely and warm sentiment. I think, you know, we can't all come together right now over me. Um, but we can we can start to mend the relationships that we have with other people. I think um, tech lash comes into it too. I think if we start having more relationships that involve in-person contact. Oh, uh, yeah. You got to put the phones down. You, you have, have to put, put the phones down. down. Actually having the conversations about the patriarchy, about the toxicity, about the, uh, you know, the tech lash, about gaslighting, about incels, about all even cakeism and big dick energy. Like have conversations with other people in your life in person about all of these words and see what they think. I mean, I think that which is actually what we're doing right now. We're duh. sitting here in the same room talking about it. <laughs> We just have to have microphones in front of our mouths. That's all. Well, yeah. Otherwise, it's not a podcast. <laughs> duh. So I think that getting back to gratitude, I think that when we begin to to recognize and be grateful for all of the things that we have, we begin to appreciate things, we begin to love things, and we become better leaders through that self-awareness. And that also helps with toxic relationships and like, you know, getting rid of the talk, cutting out the toxic parts, cut it out, cut it out, you know, and Mm -hmm. helping us to bridge those things that divide us. I think that when we begin to understand ourselves more, when we begin to appreciate everything that we have, we become more aware of what others don't have. Yep. And that's really where a lot of these divides come from Mm -hmm. is, uh, socioeconomic, gender-based, race-based things that happen that split us up. And then you put us all in these little tech boxes where people control each other, not control, can troll, (laughs) act as trolls under the bridge Mm -hmm. and just yell at people. Yeah. Uh, That's what is toxic. That's what divides us as opposed to what you're saying, which is we sit down in coffee shops and talk about these things that are going on mm-hmm. in, at, like rational people. Yeah. And sometimes we have to talk to people that we don't agree with. Yep. 
And that helps a lot too. Yep, definitely. It's And it's not about winning arguments. It's not about winning them over. It's just about listening. I think I think the art of listening to other people is is something that needs to be brought back. I don't want it to die out. I don't want it to just be something that executive coaches teach people at sea level, you know, jobs in companies. Uh, I think I think listening, the art of active listening and really empathizing with a fellow human is something that um, should be on everybody's hit list every every single day. <laughs> just do a kind thing, but also like listen to a fellow human. I I think it could be as simple as that sometimes. I totally agree. I think the more we sit with our differences and in our discomfort in a rational listening manner, the better off we are as a society. Mm -hmm. Because when we respond with our instant anger, then we're no longer listening. We're actually forming our opinions the entire time the other person is talking. And... Or we don't talk to the other person at all. Or we put ourselves in these very extreme corners on social media where we're never around people who disagree with us. Mm -hmm. And that's what divides us as well. And we need to begin to sit down and have conversations that are difficult. I'm from Idaho. I have so many friends and we don't agree about everything and we still have a hell of a lot of fun and talk to each other (laughs) uh, because we're humans and we're civil and we believe in listening to each other and talking about things and we want the best for our fellow humans exactly that's the bottom line I mean if 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 I want to have a fulfilling happy life then I should want it for the person sitting across the table from me absolutely and that my friends is how we begin to turn the tide on toxic. And I really hope that next year's word is something better. Better. Happier. (laughs) We're done. Thank you for listening to the Third Paddle Podcast. Be sure to catch every episode by subscribing on iTunes. To learn more, check out our website at www.thirdpaddle.com. The Third Paddle Podcast is sponsored by Foster Growth LLC. Online at www.fostergrowth.tech. Thank you for listening to this week's show and for indulging us as we undertook a little bit of fun by going through the Oxford Dictionary's Word of the Year. If you'd like some behind-the-scenes content and some general wit and wisdom, please follow us on Instagram at Third Paddle. We are also on Twitter at Third Paddle, or you can find us on the website at www.thirdpaddle.com. Thanks for listening.